the whole purpose of the platform was to provide that peace of mind and make this whole process very seamless and, and easy with no headaches. So, you know, really, once you realize, hey, you know what, we're not going to be getting paid, then you could go ahead and, uh, and start the claim process. Welcome to the Property Management Brainstorm Show with Bob Preston. Bob is the president, owner, and broker of North County Property Group, the fastest growing and top-ranked property management company in North County, San Diego. This podcast is for property owners and investors who are considering hiring a professional property management company to manage their property assets. You'll hear from leading professionals on the best practices surrounding the San Diego rental market, what's involved in successfully renting your property, and how to make sure your property is managed correctly. Now, here is your host, Bob Preston. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Property Management Brainstorm Podcast. I'm Bob Preston, your host of the show, broadcasting from our studio at North County Property Group in Del Mar, California. I do my best on this podcast to bring our listeners great content from experts in the home rental market. So if you like what we have to say here today and you like our content, I would really appreciate it if you would pay it forward, leave us a positive review on iTunes or wherever you happen to be listening to the episode. And I'm going to start this episode with a hypothetical question. To our listeners, have you ever wondered as a property investor and landlord, what would happen if your tenant defaulted or abandoned their lease? It's uncommon, but it does happen. And every landlord bears some degree of risk and exposure in this area. And it comes with the territory of owning rental properties for sure. But is there a way to protect your rental income if something should occur? And I'm hoping today we can answer that question because I have with me as a guest on the show by telephone from Philadelphia, Aaron DiCaprio, who is the CEO of a company called Rent Rescue, which provides rental income insurance to landlords to avoid the types of headaches I've just described. And thank you, Aaron, for joining us today. Oh, Thanks for having me, Bob. Appreciate it. Sure. Hey, Aaron. So I was hoping we could get started. If you can just kind of tell us briefly about yourself, your background, and give us an introduction to Rent Rescue. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm a uh, sort of on again, off again, you know, investor. I'm also an attorney. So please don't hold that against me. <laughs> and then, uh, no I've attorney been, jokes today. I've been in the insurance industry <laughs> for a number of years working on underwriting various uh, niche products and also creating them. Really getting back to the uh, the investor side, that's uh, something that's always been uh, a passion of mine, always near and dear to my heart, and um, you know, sort of uh, was the impetus for you know creating you know rent rescue. You know, I've been in situations um, where you know I've been burned by tenants. Um, my wife and I, we had a property out in Denver, Colorado. Uh, this was back before the uh, the market was really booming out there, and rather than you know take a loss in the property, we decided to use it as an investment property. Sure. We put it up for uh, for rent. We hired a property manager. We moved to Philadelphia, where my wife is from. And probably about six or seven months into our being back east, I got a call from our property manager informing us that the tenant wasn't going to be uh, paying us. Uh, she basically oh, said no. uh, he lost his job. His girlfriend left him. He was no longer digging the Colorado weather, so he was moving someplace uh, warmer. So. I kind of chuckled to say, wow, this sounds sort of the, like the lyrics to a slow country song and yeah, it's no kind kidding. of at my expense. So um, in any event, this rent default insurance with Rent Rescue really provides peace of mind to help you know those landlords 
address the issues of, uh, of tenant default and really you know, reduce the headaches. That's really great to understand that a bit. So you walk the talk too, because you're a property investor and a landlord yourself. So you understand some of these unthinkable scenarios. Absolutely. If I get the overall premise correct, it's coverage of your policy is to avoid kind of that unthinkable, if you will, being out of pocket from an inability to collect rent on your investment property. Is that a fair way to look at it? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of landlords, especially the smaller ones, they may um, immediately take that rental income each month and apply it to um, their mortgage, or maybe it goes towards their child's daycare or paying tuition or maybe some other types of bills. So, you know, for a lot of them, when there is a default, this type of insurance really helps them mitigate their uh, their loss. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it covers, you know, skips, non-pays, evictions, uh, et cetera. Okay. Yeah. I want to get into that a little deeper, like exactly what the scenarios are, you know, on a tenant, but you're absolutely right. I mean, we have a lot of people in our portfolio who are, I guess, the trustees for their elderly parent who may now be in some sort of care facility. And they're now the trustee of a home that their parent owns, or maybe they've inherited it, right? But there's, I guess, the need for income to help support their parent or perhaps that goes out more broadly to the family. So in those kind of situations, my gosh, it would be terrible if uh, rent couldn't be paid, right? Because the, the parent may need it to basically support their lifestyle, you know, in their, in their later years. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, oftentimes a lot of um, people are using these types of, well, they might be, they'll, they'll become accidental landlords and, exactly. you know, they're trying to, you know, make the best of the situation. So to have something like this insurance in place and really, uh, you know, pr- protect them. Absolutely. So you mentioned a few things, um, and I think the general term is tenant default, but what are the scenarios where someone, like you've given us a couple examples of the, you know, country western song where the guy lost his job, his girlfriend moved out, whatever. But I mean, what are some of the typical, you know, and just in summary fashion, what are the top scenarios you see when a tenant, you know, has or might be at fault or default of paying their rent? Sure. For example, when my wife and I had our rental property, the tenant um, abandoned the property midterm, and it was in the uh, the middle of winter in Colorado. And uh, you know, terrible we were, timing on that one. Yeah, yeah. So we lucked out a little bit in having the new tenant, his company, moving him from California to Colorado. So you know, we missed out on a couple months rent, but it certainly could have been worse because a lot of times when you're in those snowbelt states, um, a court isn't going to uh, kick the tenant out in the middle of winter. It's just not going to happen. And we've also you know seen situations where you know, somebody um, might be put on, uh, you might have an, a member of the military who is inactive now all of a sudden being put on active duty and deployed. So our insurance policy will will cover up to three months reimbursement in that situation. It'll also cover three months reimbursement when there's the death of a sole tenant, or for example, um, a court order, you know, breaking the lease. So if there's a domestic violence situation, that's when the court would step in and, and uh, in the best interest of the tenants, they would order that the lease be broken. So we cover that as well. So it's not just the six months reimbursement for the skips, non-pays and the evictions, but it's also the three months reimbursement for what I just described. And then in addition, we also pay up to $1,000 of legal expenses should you have to go through the eviction process. And uh, I'm sure we all know how much of a, of a headache that could be. Sure, absolutely. So the eviction part of it was what I was going to ask too. So I'm just curious, I hadn't planned on asking this till I heard your description, but if you have a tenant who abandons or goes into default, stops paying rent and needs to be evicted, does it prevent the landlord if they submit a claim for your insurance? Is there any kind of 
further legal action the landlord can still take? For, in other words, I mean, legally the person signed a lease, so they're obligated to pay the rent, right? So does it does it if if they collect insurance from you, have you seen those kind of scenarios where maybe it doesn't fully cover everything, or the landlord is still pursuing the former tenant in some way to kind of come clean on their you know on on what they owe? Once the insurance is purchased, the insurance company sort of steps into the uh, the shoes of the landlord, and then they they can now pursue gotcha. the lost rental income from the tenant that lost rent. I gotcha. And then, if for some reason they were successful in recovering it, then they could share a portion of that with the landlord. It really depends on on how much has already been paid out to the landlord already. Got it. Okay, so that that totally makes sense. And how is right. the premium determined, Aaron? Is it kind of one size fits all? Do you base it on the size of the property, the amount of rent that's being paid? How does that work? Yeah, so the premium is uh, is generated by the monthly rental income. Our rental income ranges are from four hundred and fifty dollars on the low end up to five thousand on the high end. Okay. The uh, the minimum premium per unit is two hundred and fifty two dollars roughly, and the average premium per unit is around $300. Um, okay. That doesn't include taxes and fees, but that's the uh, the, the premium that uh, we're seeing on the average. And usually it could be taken as a tax deduction or what the, uh, the landlord might elect to do is pass the costs off to the tenant in their uh, their monthly rent, which when they do that, it's probably two to two and a half percent increase in that monthly rent. So not a uh, substantial increase, it's pretty nominal. Yeah, that totally all makes sense. And I understand the application is all online and pretty straightforward. So you basically would go to your, your website and you'd fill out the application online. And what are the criteria are you looking at? From what I understand, the landlord would fill out the application or the, maybe the property management company. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. It's either the, the landlord or the property manager. The, this whole process is supposed to be very user-friendly, intuitive, quick and easy. I mean, the last thing I want to do is to create more headaches for people who are already experiencing headaches, Right. I mean, right. they're, they're already you know dealing with a tenant who's defaulting and that lost rental income. So the whole process was developed to be very seamless. So basically, a landlord, once they're interested in purchasing the insurance, they go onto our website, they click one of the uh, the red apply now buttons, and they can get started. And, and really, they, uh, they just need to answer a few questions about the investment property, for example, the location and what the monthly rental is. And then um, there's some tenant selection criteria questions. So basically, the landlord just has to warrant that the tenant has a 600 or better credit score, no bankruptcies over the last five years, no evictions over the last five years, that the tenant can also satisfy the uh, financial terms of the lease, and that the rent has not been in arrears for 30 plus consecutive days during the last 12 months. So if all that passes muster, then they can proceed to the checkout and uh, pay with a credit card and have their insurance policy emailed to them in a few minutes. That's great. And it's so the response then is almost instant, right? In terms of getting the policy back. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So that criteria seems extremely reasonable in terms of the tenant. I mean, we screen, you know, North County Property Group, we screen our tenants diligently. You know, we try to avoid these kind of problems, but I mean, it could happen. So I think it's nice to have that back. And I mean, in some ways, it's almost like you're insuring, I know you're insuring the landlord, but it's almost like you're actually offering protection for the tenant in some ways, you know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting, you know, life happens and you could have absolutely the so-called perfect tenant. And for whatever reason, maybe they lost their job or they fall on, uh, you know, some, uh, medical issues. And it's just one of those, you know, unfortunate situations. You could, you could run the, the background checks, do the screening and, 
you think you have the, the perfect one. But again, like I said, you know, life happens and it's good to have this type of insurance when one of those unforeseen circumstances occurs. Yep. And you brought up the military reassignment example. We have a, in San Diego, we have a lot of military tenants. And I mean, typically they're excellent tenants there. We know they're going to get paid, right? Except if the, there's a government shutdown or something. But I mean, we know they're going to get paid. Uh, they're usually very regimented and very, you know, great about paying rent on time and taking care of a property. But it's a federal requirement that you allow them to leave if they get reassigned to another post that's in a different location. And so if they've been provided with those orders, we have to let them out, right? It's just, they're great people, but I mean, it just is what it is. Is there an underwriter involved in the insurance? Is it just you guys or is there someone, is there another insurance backing of some sort? Maybe you can explain how the relationship's there. Yeah, absolutely. So I have uh, some business partners, ironically, out of San Diego, where uh, where you're located, called Next Wave Insurance Services. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're what's called a uh, an insurance uh, managing general underwriter, or um, I guess in layman's terms, you know, insurance agency or brokerage. And um, you know, they they provide a lot of the uh, the critical infrastructure and support to Rent Rescue. So Rent Rescue is 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 one of their uh, their verticals. And uh, you know, Next Wave has been around in the insurance industry, creating you know niche insurance products since 2004. I mean, they have offices in in San Diego, Rancho Cordova, here in Philadelphia, and then also you know north of the border up in uh, in Toronto, Canada. And uh, you know, Next Wave was started by uh, industry veteran Jeff Ward. You know, he's had a really great run creating you know niche insurance uh, program for consumers, and a lot of these programs are uh, digital programs where you could purchase the insurance in a matter of minutes online. If they have a uh, a great product called Registration Saver that's also, um, like Rent Rescue, a reimbursement insurance policy. When athletes uh, can't make uh, a, a camp or an event like a triathlon or a 5K or maybe it's you know a sports league due to some unforeseen circumstances like traffic or an injury or, or, uh, or something that's weather-related, that insurance will reimburse those athletes a portion of their registration fee. So a similar concept. So it just made perfect sense to partner with those guys uh, they've been great. They know the industry very well. They know the technology. We've myself, Next Wave, we've partnered with an insurance company called HDI Global Specialty, which is out of uh, out of Germany, and they're she's probably one of the largest insurance groups in the world. In fact, over the summer they acquired a reinsurance company called Hanover Re, which was the fourth largest reinsurer in the world. You know, they've been a great uh, great partner. So HDI Global, they're the ones who are going to be paying the claims when. When there is uh, that unfortunate uh, circumstance, they're very well regarded. They're rated A by AM Best and A plus by Standard and Poor, so they have that credibility that everybody uh, requires as well. That's really good. So you've got some outstanding backing and some great partners. That's good to hear. And then if a landlord does believe he has an issue, okay, I don't get my rent check this month. I'm trying to contact the tenant not hearing back from him. It's now 15 days into the process. I've served him with a three-day notice. That's what we call it in in California, a three-day notice to pay or quit. Don't get any response to that. Are there steps that a landlord has to take before he can submit a claim? I guess what's that process in between identifying that there's a problem and then submitting a claim to Rent Rescue? Sure. No, that's a great question. Um, And as I mentioned before, the whole purpose of the platform was to provide that peace of mind and make this whole process very seamless and and easy with no headaches. So, you know, really, if what you've described um, is what we're looking for, sort of normal steps that one would take to try and collect the uh, the rent. And then once you realize, hey, you know what, we're not going to be getting paid, then you could go ahead and, uh, and start the claim process. 
So then at that point, does it sort of get turned over to the insurance company? Do they take over and say, Hey, we're, we're now involved and we're representing, you know, Bob Preston or whoever the landlord happens to be. And we've given the, the power or the authority to pursue this matter. Is that kind of more or less how it works? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Once a claim is initiated, then the insurance company steps in. They actually use, um, it's called a third party administrator to, uh, to manage the claims. Uh, which basically makes this whole process even more nimble to have, you know, experts in certain uh, niches handling, uh, handling claims. So they'll turn it over to the, uh, the third party administrators, adjusters, and they'll be immediately reaching out to, to the landlords, asking them for some information and then really accelerating the claim process to get uh, these landlords paid in a timely manner. That's super interesting. I know you're not a collections agency and I don't want to compare you to that, but the process is Subway is kind of similar, right? Because if we can't collect from a renter after a certain period of time, and one of the options we have is sending that renter or that tenant to collections, and then hopefully someday down the road, you know, the collections agency will will negotiate something. But oftentimes that never really happens, right? It's just a ding on the tenant's uh, credit record, but there's really no end transaction. In your case, we turn it over to you guys. You guys kind of take it from there. But in the meantime, the landlord is getting some rent compensation seems like a really good concept to me. Correct. The claims process is also, you know, supposed to be, you know, very, very seamless, quick and easy. Ah, that um, was my next question. Perfect. Ah, perfect. Yeah, take it. So it's online too, right? The claims process. Yeah, everything's online. So uh, when there is a claim, a landlord could uh, go onto our website and uh, in the navigation bar it says "Make a claim" and just click on that verbiage. And then that opens up a, a separate window and all the information that the adjusters will need. It's not a, you know, volumes of information. It's just, you know, information on, you know, the, the rental property, the location, the, the monthly, uh, the rental income that's being lost and just, you know, overall what's going on, what type of, uh, default it is. Go onto that page. You could enter in some data in the fields provided. And then you could also upload, you know, documentation, whether it's the, uh, the three day notice that you described or any other types of, you know, notifications, maybe a copy of the lease. So everything could be done, mm-hmm. you know, online. Again, we're trying to alleviate the headaches here. So we want to make sure that the, the whole claim process is seamless too. And, and that's, you know, how we built the platform. Before the insurance company will pay, there is a deductible that uh, applies uh, to this insurance policy and that's equal to one month's rent. And then okay. once that's satisfied and the information that's provided to the adjusters is sufficient, then payment is usually within, uh, within 30 days, pretty quick. Okay, terrific. And is there kind of a waiting time? I mean, I think there's always when, I mean, if I look at my home insurance or whatever form of insurance, there's this, I submit a claim, you know, there's a sort of nervousness that occurs, like, am I going to be covered? You know, are they going to cover this? Is there a wait time to understand like, yes, this is going to be honored and going to be covered and I'm going to be reimbursed for the default? Not so much a, a waiting time other than uh, there's the uh, the deductible. The reimbursement that occurs isn't going to be a lump sum reimbursement. So as I mentioned before, there's either a six month reimbursement or a three month reimbursement. You know, sometimes the, the landlord might be able to find a tenant after two months. So the insurance company isn't going to pay them, you know, six month reimbursement and have them catch a windfall. Um, now with that said, it's still a very easy process. So each month, once we've established that the default was due to, you know, something that the tenant has or has not done, it's not the default didn't occur by something that the landlord did, like keeping the, the unit uninhabitable, but it's really the, the tenant's issue. Once that occurs, the adjusters will ask some questions and then they'll start the payment process. And then each month, will reimburse the uh, the landlord. And all we ask is that the landlord provide us with some information on what they're doing to release the unit and or evict the tenant. So it could be something as simple as forwarding onto the adjuster an email from 
the eviction attorney stating that the uh, the hearing is June 1st. And once we receive that, great. Thanks for the information. And we'll get the uh, the payment out to them. So it's again, it's it's a real easy process. Okay. That's awesome. And then I guess who can purchase a policy? So you earlier used the term accidental landlord, you know, somebody who's maybe inherited or is taking over as a trustee. We have a lot of listeners who may have as few as one rental property and they're actively looking to learn about new services or aspects available to them. And then we have people who are investors and who have multi-tenant dwellings and very large, you know, very large portfolios. So who would be ideal? Who could purchase the the policies and who are you targeting? Sure. So I mean, it's really any landlord with small or large portfolios that have long-term rentals. The program isn't for the, the short-term rentals, like the, the seasonal or vacation properties, it's right. the, uh, the long-term market. rentals. <laughs> we found that really the landlords with the smaller portfolios, either the accidental landlords or the ones who just have a, you know, a small handful of units, maybe one or two or, or less than five, they're the ones who really feel the pain when there's a default. And as I mentioned before, they might be taking that rental income and immediately applying it to their to their mortgage or maybe to um, you know daycare or to pay other bills, et cetera. So they're the ones who I think really benefit from this, especially if they're first starting out. And if they are first starting out, you know there is some reluctance sometimes for these investors to dip their toes into um, to uh, the residential investor space. So this insurance actually gives them some added protection and some assurance that hey, you know what, you could. You can plan for your future with with this investment property, and there's insurance there to to help you, you know, sort of give them the nudge to to do it. It's you know mitigating that risk. So you know, really, single families, townhomes, duplexes, multifamily. I mean, they all fit our program. The landlords that have the larger portfolios, sometimes they could insulate themselves by self-insuring the rent default exposure. Mm-hmm. Now, with that said, they still like the insurance because by purchasing it. They're eliminating their bad debt expense off the balance sheet, and they can get more favorable terms from banks. They could do more with their money. Their cash is freed up. So they also like the rent-to-fall insurance. However, when we deal with them, it's more of a, a sophisticated sale. So that probably wouldn't be done online. That would be them getting in touch with me and then my sitting down with them to determine the correct rates, given that we're dealing with a larger portfolio and economies of scale. What about property management companies? So if you've got someone like North County Property Group who approaches you, which I plan to do here, by the way, <laughs> and we have you know hundreds of properties under management, how would that work? Do you issue policies to people like us or does it need to be directly with the, the homeowner? How, how does that work? It's either we could uh, issue it directly to the homeowner or we recently deployed our master uh, rent default insurance policy that gotcha. property managers okay. can purchase in their own name that will benefit their uh, their landlord clients. So it's really a, a good way for a property manager to differentiate themselves from the property manager down the street. I mean, by purchasing the insurance, you could say you could have ABC management firm as the named insured on the policy and then for the benefit of their landlord client. So it's something that's really unique to the property manager that they could tout as being their own. And again, it differentiates themselves from other property managers. And it also provides that value added service that can really become part of a more of a uh, premier suite of management services being offered by the property manager. So it really helped the business model. And by again, including that in a, in a, in a sort of a, a top tiering level of uh, management services. And again, it goes back to that differentiation. Everyone's looking for something unique to market and attract clients. 
Yeah, no, it's a great talking point for people like us to say, because we do, we have two programs. We have a standard program, a property management that's one fee, and then we have a premium, which adds certain levels of protection. And this could certainly be one of those. And it's a good, great talking point for pitching why the owner should upgrade and go with the premium versus the standard program, because you get this additional value add and this additional level of protection. No question about it. From your perspective, and this is getting into dealing with property managers a little deeper, do we, people like us and property managers, bring anything to the table for you that I guess you find attractive as one of your vertical markets? So, you know, there's sort of, I'm sure you have your own vertical markets too, just as you described yourself being a vertical market for, you know, the insurance underwriter. How about us? Are we a vertical market for you? And what advantages do we bring to the table for working with people like us? Oh, absolutely. As I mentioned before, my wife and I, we had a, um, a property out in Denver and we also had one down in, uh, in Virginia as well. And we, we had property managers helping us on both of our investments. I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, property managers have the experience. I mean, they've been there. They've seen, you know, what transpires and how to quickly address the issue. If you have, I wouldn't say unsophisticated, but let's say a new investor, they might not know all the subtle nuances with landlord tenant law and how to, how to negotiate with the tenants and just a lot of the, a lot of the other issues that may arise. So really finding a property manager that has, you know, the experience and the expertise is, is crucial. And especially in mine and my wife's instance, where we were in Philadelphia and we had properties in other parts of the country. Well, we obviously, you know, couldn't be in those locations, you know, 24 seven. So to really have someone that's reliable to manage your investment, is definitely, you know, paramount. Quite frankly, even if we had properties that were local to us, we would still hire a property manager. I think being able to have that expertise available 24-7 is important for us, especially when you have you know a busy life and you have other commitments. I mean, we have three boys, you know, seven, six, and three. And, you know, to be able to provide our tenants with what they need at a moment's notice, it's going to be tough. So really having, you know, somebody else to help us out and kind of watching our back is what we really look for. So to answer your question, yes, absolutely. I think finding the right property manager is key. Well, we do things here at North County Property Group by the book. We know all the laws in California. A lot of the owners who end up coming to us have tried it themselves and been burned. I find that sometimes the do-it-yourself landlord is perhaps too lenient on things like rent collection, where we don't screw around. You know, if somebody's late on their rent, boom, they get a three-day notice. And there's that documentation you were asking for. So I'm, I'm assuming that you like working with property managers in terms of rent rescue too, because we know what we're doing and we can easily provide that documentation to kind of get it to the next stage. Absolutely. It makes the whole process the rent rescue platform, the claims process, the underwriting, it just makes everything more seamless. And it really, I mean, we're providing value add to to the landlords and in turn, so is, you know, the property managers as well. So, I mean, it, it really works out quite well. Hey, so we're starting to run out of time here. I try to keep my episodes at around 30 minutes and we're approaching that uh, benchmark of time. I did want to ask you about one other thing, though, and I've done some studying on your company. It was on your website, and I think it was in the frequently asked questions section. I noticed that you commit percentage of your proceeds to charity organizations, and I wanted to ask about that. I thought that was pretty cool. How did that come about? What drove that interest in kind of being philanthropic from a company perspective? In short, it just feels great to pay it forward and really help those in need. And uh, you know, there's a lot of great causes out there helping people and. You know, I'm pretty, you know, philanthropic uh, myself, and the two charities that we pay it forward to is uh, both Autism Speaks 
and the uh, the National MS Society. So the first one, Autism Speaks, my my seven year old was recently diagnosed with autism, so mm-hmm. that really hits home for us. And then with respect to the National MS Society, I have one of my best friends from uh, from high school. He was diagnosed in his uh, in his thirties. I mean, he woke up one uh, one morning and he couldn't see, and that was sort of the wake up call that hey, you know, there's something going on here. So everybody has their battles that they're fighting and to be able to uh, help them a little bit and make their day a little bit easier. It goes a long way and it makes you feel good. I love that. I think it's, you know, really noble causes for your organization to participate in. I too have had family member with yeah MS. It's a very sad disease watching someone basically, you know, suffering from it. My brother was diagnosed when he was in his 30s. Same thing. He woke up one morning and he had blurry vision. And then, you know, the next day he was diagnosed with MS and recently just passed away, you know, because he, you know, progressed to that state. And so, so yeah, sorry to hear that. hats off to you. I think that's fantastic. And I want to dive into it just briefly because we've recently this year also made a commitment to kind of corporate responsibility and we wanted to choose a philanthropy and, Choosing the right charity, and I know we're getting off topic here a little bit, but I think it's really important to talk about, is super challenging, right? Because we wanted something, we wanted to give back to our community, first of all, and we wanted to make it local to San Diego, and that wasn't necessarily easy. And we wanted to give back in some way to the housing market, and we landed with um, Habitat for Humanity of San Diego, and we just are really thrilled to be a part of that. So we commit a certain percentage of every property we sign to cash donations and also to time actually on site helping build homes for people. So the team, you know, gets their t-shirts on and we go, we go out and we spend a team day helping build homes for people. So it's pretty cool. I've really enjoyed the conversation today. Good stuff. You have an exciting company, a great product offering. If people wanted to learn more uh, about you, about Rent Rescue, how would they do that? And I guess, do you have any other parting thoughts beyond that? Again, as I mentioned, you know, earlier and a few times throughout our uh, our conversation, you know, this insurance, you know, is really provides that peace of mind. So, I mean, you know, owning an investment property, you know, is a great way to plan for your future. It shouldn't be a headache. And uh, that's what we're all about, you know, alleviating the headaches, providing that peace of mind and that additional security for your investment. So if anyone wants to learn more about Rent Rescue, they could simply go to our website, which is www.rentrescue.com, or they could uh, could feel free to email me personally. My email address is Aaron, that's A-A-R-O-N, Aaron at rentrescue.com. And I'm always happy to uh, answer questions and help where I can. And if any of our listeners want to know how to get in touch with Aaron, I can help with that too. You can reach out to us and we'll forward it over to Aaron. I can say from experience in working with Aaron here over the last uh, week or so to get this scheduled, super responsive. So (laughs) I think if you were to email him, you'll find he gets back to people pretty quick. Well, thank you so much for joining the show today. Very much appreciated, Aaron. That was a great episode. And that concludes today's show. And I would like to make another quick plug. If you like what you heard today, Help us get other guests like Aaron who can pass on other knowledge. Give us a positive review on iTunes, wherever, Spotify, wherever you might be listening. And we really thank you for joining the Property Management Brainstorm. And that concludes our episode. Until our next episode, North County Property Group will be out in the field working hard for our clients to maximize their property value and rental income and to maintain top-notch tenant relationships. And we will see you next time. Thanks for joining